Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Jacob. Welcome to Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. Yeah, and this week we're actually going to throw it over to uh, former Colts coach Jim Mora. Uh, Jim, it's uh, your turn to introduce our topics this week. What's that? Yeah, no, your turn. Yeah. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Yep, yep, that's right. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> uh, if if you don't understand why that's so funny to us, go listen to our sound effects mini so that probably went out like minutes before this one did. <laughs> uh, but this this week we've got the NFL and playoffs and also the start of the offseason, so there's some weird stuff going on. Uh, U.S. soccer, we've got baseball, we've got the WNBA and handball, plus, uh, according to my show notes, bracket season, mystery topic, don't ask questions, Jacob. No comment. So I guess we're just going to kind of rock and roll from there. Yeah, let's start with... As uh, Mr. Coach Jim said, playoffs. The playoffs. Playoffs. So, the NFL, we're down to four teams. The conference championship games are this coming Sunday. We have the San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia and the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. That's right. Hometown heroes. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> You're just jealous the Steelers aren't on that I mean, list. Always. It, this, it is interesting that these are the matchups we ended up with. Um, the storyline of the playoffs so far has really been the 49ers have a rookie quarterback, a former Iowa State quarterback, Brock Purdy. And that's so ridiculous because he is now, I think, 8-0 as an NFL starter. And he was the very last pick of the draft last year he was picked number 262 wow so the fact that he's starting for a team that's at least among the four best is is really impressive yeah that is really impressive we are brock purdy stands in this house oh absolutely and i don't know if we didn't talk about this the last time but because of the demar hamlin situation did we talk about the neutral site games anything Mm -mm. like this so in the nfl playoffs the like the higher seeded team gets to host the game like mm-hmm. the championship game, you get a home field advantage. And because of the way it all worked out, they were debating that if Kansas City and Buffalo were the two teams left and they were going to play each other, it would have been played at a neutral site. It would have been played in Atlanta. Wait, why? Um, because they didn't play the same number of games. So oh. Because of the, the game with DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin got canceled. Yeah. So now there's rumors that the NFL wants to do these neutral site conference championship games because it's more money. They can make more money off of it if they do it as like a special event somewhere instead of just the teams hosting it. I mean, yeah, it would make them more money, which means they probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, I just feel as like it ruins it, right? Like the home playoff games are so electric. It just like ruins the whole buzz to have a game between Buffalo and Kansas City, two cold weather teams in a dome in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. I just think that's dumb. And it was like against the spirit of this game. Yeah, plus, you know, I don't know. I'm just seeing like Kansas City, like that is good revenue that's coming in for the championship game. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And I think that the teams earn the right to have that throughout the year. It's yeah. It's like an incentive to win. I agree. Well, I mean, there's so many other incentives, you know. Yeah. And I just want to be entirely clear here. That Jacob agreed to cheer for the Kansas City Chiefs. I did. Yeah. For the Super Bowl. 
Yes. Yeah. No Steelers this year. Oh, poor yeah, Jacob. Poor Jacob. He will survive. Yeah, I know. It's okay. So, who's favored to win these games? So, I believe that uh, Philadelphia and Kansas City are the favorites to win, but Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has a sprained ankle, mm-hmm. and in the last game, he was barely able to like push off of it at all or put weight on it. So, I don't know. Uh, they say it's not, you know, he'll be able to play. It's like, well, he could, may be able to play. He'll be like hopping around, but oh God. whatever. <laughs> That's really depressing. It is. Speaking of players that are basically hobbled due to other reasons, uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, um, last year we talked about this too. He is once again like flirting with going to other teams. He's 38. He had a bad year this year. So did the Packers in general. And so now there's all sorts of talks about where he'll end up. But like, it feels like it's just a lot of hoopla. Yeah. Also, again? I know. It's like, just last year he went on that ayahuasca journey of his and came back feeling enlightened. So maybe he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll do like some other herbal drug. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Peyote, maybe? Is that next? I think he's already done peyote, actually. What? How do you know this much about him? Because it's all this stuff is on the internet. I've it's never seen any of it before. Well, I think we're just on slightly different algorithms for social <laughs> media. <laughs> I think this is kind of what, what gets played through mine. Oh, sure enough. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers' psychedelic renaissance. Wow, that is one heck of a, of a title there. Well, it's from a website called The Liberty Line. Huh. Interesting. It is. And speaking of interesting, Tom Brady, regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time, if you like cheaters, um, his contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended this year, and there's kind of sweepstakes for where he's going to end up. So he played on the New England Patriots for a long time, and they just hired uh, the offensive coordinator who was the offensive coordinator for like Brady's best years in New England, and they brought him back. Uh, so there's, you know, connections there. And then also the Las Vegas Raiders are rumored. And, I mean, before Brock Purdy's success, a lot of people thought Tom Brady, who grew up like 10 minutes from the 49ers stadium and grew up a 49ers fan, would want to go play in San Francisco. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where he goes because he's 45 now and recently divorced. So He should be retired. Yeah, if he was retired, he wouldn't be divorced. Did That's you hear about what fact. he said when he when he was asked about if he was going to come back? Uh, to his family or to football? No, Boom. on his podcast, Roasted. Let's Go. He has a podcast? I guess. Oh, good it heavens. Says, Everybody has a podcast And he days. dropped the F-bomb. He said, if I knew what I was going to expletive do, I would have expletive done it. <laughs> okay, so I don't Tom. think he knows. No, I'm sure he doesn't. And I don't, I don't know. He had an okay year this year, but I feel like the t- I don't know. It wasn't great. He didn't even it's make it to average. the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, he should have stopped. No, they while did he make it ahead. to the playoffs. And they got absolutely destroyed by the Sorry, Cowboys. Not the play- he, they didn't make it to the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not a not a banner year for him. Yeah, he should just he should let it go. I I agree, but I I think he'll go back to the Patriots on like a one year deal and ride off into the sunset. But. W- why? What would he even do? It's all about legacy at this point. He'd probably beat out their incumbent starter. Who are we kidding? Yeah, but, oh, whatever. 
It's not about logic. It's about cementing his legacy. He should have just let no. He should have let it go while he was ahead. He should have. He should have won that Super Bowl and and quit. And quit. Yeah, because I don't know. I'm just worried about that dude. I mean, at this point, I don't know. My conspiracy theory is he's the next Lance Armstrong. He's gonna, he's got to be doing something shady under the table. I mean, forty five. Like, and he's he's not. He's getting crushed. I don't know. I got questions. I got yeah, real questions. Me too. Anyway, the TLDR, in case you stopped listening, is root for the Chiefs. They're going to win the Super Bowl. This is what we want. And the old quarterbacks who've been around forever are still trying to stay around, even though their performance is dropping off. Yes. All right. I think we're done with America. Yes. (laughs) How about the other football? Or football night. Yes. So first, I just want to say, I just want to shout out a new website I found for getting sports news from. It's called The Gist, as in, you know, so you get the gist of it. Very good name, actually. I don't know why that isn't out there previously. I know. Isn't it great? And to quote their website... The Gist is a women-founded found, and operated sports media brand that's leveling the playing field in sports. Whether it's a newsletter, podcast, or social media post, we're all about providing a fresh and fun perspective on sports. And the way that they like format their articles is super interesting. So it literally just tells you the gist of the story and then provides links to like where they got that news from. Oh, so it's basically like Google News, where they just collect other articles. Although, yeah, but it summarizes it. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they summarize it. Like, they're still doing reporting. Huh. Um, but it's interesting. So, it started in 2019 by um, three women who were all about changing the game. I'm quoting their website here. Um, because in the sports industry, less than 14% of journalists are women. And get this. According to the GIST website, less than 4% of sports coverage is about female athletes. I believe that. In so, fact, I'm surprised it's 4%. Yeah, so they cover they cover male sports, but they also cover female sports or women's sports. Uh-huh. So anyway, I just want to shout them out because um, some of the things I'll be talking about today, I read the gist of it on their website. Oh, very nice. And then, you know, looked into it some more. Mm-hmm. So first up, the U.S. Soccer Federation this week signed a four-year deal with Telemundo. I'm guessing for Spanish language coverage? For Spanish language coverage, yes. So Telemundo, if you're not familiar, is a Spanish television channel. And in Houston, you can get it on the antenna. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I believe there's actually oh, there's at least two separate channels. Like there's Telemundo and Univision. Yeah. I think there's like Telemundo 1 and Telemundo 2 in Houston. Yeah, I think there is. And there's like billboards for it everywhere. It's pretty yeah. big. I mean, it um, is probably, it's got to be the second largest Hispanic, probably, right? The city in the country because we're the fourth largest city in general. I don't, I know. don't know. Either way. Either way. So uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation signed a four-year deal with Telemundo. So it's going to include 20-plus U.S. men's national team and U.S. women's national team matches per year, including, quote, friendlies, the She Believes Cup, and select CONACAF, CONCACAF? CONCACAF Nations League matches. Huh. And those games will be on Universo, Peacock, and the Telemundo app. Very interesting. And Telemundo also has Spanish rights to the 2023 FIFA World's Women's World Cup, the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris, and the 2026 Men's World Cup. 
Wow. So this is huge. I mean, this is a big deal to be getting this much coverage. I mean, that is, that is a ton. Um, it's it's going to be getting also the U.S. Soccer Federation more screen time just in general. Yeah. So it's also exciting that this is happening now because, like I said, the um, the World Cup is this summer. So this is just a great time for it. Mm-hmm. And um, it also, so according to the gist, there was a study that showed Hispanic women were like an untapped um, market uh, because yeah, 20% of Hispanic women call themselves soccer super fans, but only 10% of non-Hispanic men and 8% of non-Hispanic women call themselves soccer super fans. So that's, that's like a pretty big market. That is, I mean... I don't have the census data up in front of me, but let me just look. What are you looking up? I'm looking up, like, the numbers. Oh, like in population? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 14.4 million Hispanic women in the U.S. Yeah. So So 20% is one-fifth of that. So, like, what, 3 million? Yeah, that's I mean, that's a pretty big, big audience. Yeah. Uh, the writer at the gist who wrote the article I read that initially piqued my interest in this um, said it also is good for people who don't want to watch Fox's coverage. <laughs> you could just True. watch the Spanish speaking <laughs> yeah. broadcast. I mean, I did not to go on a tangent here, but the U.S. soccer coverage of the World Cup, I mean, the anal- like the analysts and the studio crew they had, I mean, it was it was rough. It was. It was rough. It, there was just like no chemistry. Yeah. It was just, it, yeah. They should have had us there. They should have. We would have had a way more entertaining commentary experience. Yeah. And now it was interesting too. So like when I was reading up about this on a couple different sources, I heard this this move, this deal with Telemundo described as a leg of the four-legged stool of um, like media coverage of U.S. soccer. So David Wright, who's the CCO of U.S. the U.S. Soccer Federation, says that there's like a four-legged media stool, and like one leg was a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery Sports for English coverage, and then the Telemundo Spanish deal was another leg, then the third leg is international like media rights, and then that one's in progress, and then the fourth leg is radio agreements. Huh. I may have to listen to it on the radio. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't think they've made much progress with that one, but that's kind of the goal. So it'll be cool to see how that happens. Oh, it, it totally will be. Yeah. Anyway, so that's U.S. soccer. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. You were just loving the sound. Oh, yeah, I, was just, I was searching for an opportunity to use that one. I'm sure I'll find another one. All right. Moving on to baseball. So... It is not yet the start of the spring training for baseball, but this past Tuesday is a relevant day because the results for Hall of Fame voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame came out. And Today? Today. Well, the day of this recording. At Tuesday. So uh, January 24th, there was one uh, member who was elected into the Hall of Fame this year, and good for him. Don't know him. Didn't watch him. Can't really comment on whether he deserves to be there, but... This day makes me mad because the Hall of Fame for baseball is is just like 
the way the voting works for the Hall of Fame, I'll just start with that, is the Baseball Writers Association of America, which is like all the old, crotchety, archaic dinosaurs who cover baseball in the U.S., they vote. And a player has to have 75% of that vote in order to reach the Hall of Fame. And I just think it's a sham because the all-time leader in career home runs, Barry Bonds, he is not in. Um, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire who were in multiple competitions for the single-season home run record, um, and I think Mark McGuire still has that record, uh, are not in it. Um, and Roger Clemens, who was an elite pitcher back in the uh, 90s and early 2000s, are all not in the Hall of Fame because they're linked to steroid usage. And I, it frustrates me because everybody in the league pretty much was using steroids at that point. And the league pretty much promoted it because, you know, what's great for television. Dudes jacking home runs everywhere. Right. So like they they turned a blind eye to it until they couldn't anymore. And now they're punishing people, even though they were promoting that because that everybody from like post 1950 onward was using steroids. And the only way to get in and break in was to also get on a level playing field. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of like it became the standard. So I just think it's it's dumb and. Barry Bonds, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, all these players deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But I guess they won't be. Right? They just won't be. So who did get named to the Hall of Fame? Uh, I believe his name is Roger Holton. Um, but he was a third baseman for the, I think, Cincinnati Reds. Um, and maybe some other teams. But or Todd Helton. There it is. Yeah, so I don't I know why I, I asked. I don't know I, who that is. Me either. I really, don't. So. Uh, seriously, I shouldn't have bothered. Yeah. Well, that was a downer. Yeah, it is a downer. It just makes me upset. And congratulations to Mr. Helton for making the Hall of Fame. And, but I just think that in general, that's just out of touch. And those players are no longer eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. The ones that because it's been too long. Mm-hmm. You have ten ballots. You can appear on ten ballots, and mm-hmm. if you don't make it on those ten ballots, you're done. You're done. Bummer. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, we're talking about bummers slash, I guess, not quite as much of a bummer because no one's, like, old and retiring. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Okay. So the Women's National Basketball Association free agency started over this past weekend. And the big news is Derricka Hamby. I looked up how to pronounce that. Who was traded to the L.A. Sparks. So, Jacob, do you know anything about Derricka? I I know nothing. Okay. So, Miss Hamby was formerly a Las Vegas ace. And I she know was they're good. They won the championship. They won the championship year. in 2022. Okay. So, she was the WNBA Sixth Woman of the Year in 2019 and 2020. Oh, wow. And I did not know what the Sixth Woman of the Year was. So, I did like a, I fell down the rabbit hole. So, um, the WNBA Sixth Player of the Year, as in six, is a award that goes to the league's most valuable player who came who played as a substitute. Yeah, uh-huh, isn't a starter. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I like I'd never heard of that, um, and it's decided by a panel of sports writers and broadcasters who vote, huh. and they do it like Australia style voting, uh, like where you d- yeah you vote like first, second, and third. Yeah. And then the player with the highest points wins, even if they didn't necessarily win the highest number of first place yeah, votes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So very cool. 
I really like it. Although I will say the wording was changed. It's now called the sixth player of the year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then Miss Hamby was also the WNBA, WNBA All-Star in 2021 and 2022. Wow. So I know what you're thinking. Why am I telling you about this random player who was just traded? Well, after she was traded, Derek claimed in an Instagram announcement that the team was not supportive when she announced her pregnancy, which she announced in September 2022 during the championship celebration. That, so That is a whole lot going on there. Yes. So I'm just going to quote her Instagram. So she posted a pregnant picture of her uh, pregnant, I'm pretty sure. I just looked at it. I don't know why I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, And then the quote from it is as follows. Quote, being traded is a part of the business. Being lied to, bullied, manipulated, and discriminated against is not. So her her claim is that she announced she was pregnant and then the team held it against her. And that was part of while she was traded. And then there were, like, all kinds of other articles I read um, that kind of went, like, more into depth over, like, what she what her claims were. And um, it was, like, she was trying to be honest about being pregnant, and they, um, they were just, like, not having it and were, like, treating her badly because of it, essentially. I mean, not to tie this in, but when we talked about the National Women's Soccer League, there are also things similar to this in terms of discrimination. So, like, related to pregnancy. So, I, it's just such a weird, it's just a weird cultural thing to just go after yeah. somebody about. Yeah, and it was like, like... Oh, you're having a kid, screw you. Yeah, here, I found that, here's the quote from the rest of her Instagram post. Quote, I was accused of signing my extension knowingly pregnant. This is false. I was told it was a question mark and that it was said that I said I would get pregnant again and there was a concern for my level of commitment to the team. I was told that I didn't hold up my end of the bargain because no one expected me to get pregnant in the next two years. Did the team expect me to promise not to get pregnant in exchange for the contract extension? I was asked if I planned my pregnancy. When I responded no, I was told that I was, quote, not taking precautions to not get pregnant, end quote. I was being traded because, quote, I wouldn't be ready and we needed bodies, end quote. I planned to play this season, and I have expressed my desire to play this season. I have pushed myself throughout my entire pregnancy and have continued to work out, basketball included, on my own and with team staff, even on days where it was uncomfortable to walk, only to be inaccurately told that, quote, I was not taking my workout seriously. And, quote, yeah, we just don't see that with my return. I remained transparent with everyone in the organization, and yet my honesty was met with coldness, disrespect, and disregard from members of management. What a callous thing to say to someone. Yeah. Like, I oh, mean, you're it, pregnant and you're showing up to work out. Yeah. You must not be dedicated. What? And it goes on. It, And it's just part of, like, a larger thing about women's sports where women are punished for having children. Yeah. I mean, like, do you remember when Serena Williams announced she was I pregnant? Do, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, this is all just a continuation of that bigger systemic issue within yeah. women's sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Because so you don't see people getting traded when they have a season ending knee injury. No, you don't. And that's what this it is. It's a, it's a season ending. You're out. You got a 
you know, like a, a nine months probably. Yeah, so good riddance to the Las Vegas Aces. And I hope Derica has a great time with the LA Sparks. I hope so too. Best of luck. I don't know how the standings are and what their roster looks like, but I'm sure she'll contribute well. I sure hope so. Yeah. All right, speaking of sports involving courts and yeah, whatever sports. Are you familiar with handball? Have you ever played handball? Yes, we had... Wait. Handball? Handball with the tables and the ball and you hit it with no, your hand. No, that's different. Well, what's that called? Isn't that handis? Oh, I was thinking handis. I know. I think I know what handball is, but maybe not. Handball, it's it's kind of like similar to, to an indoor soccer court where you have a net that is about that size, like of a soccer goal, and well, a little bit smaller, and it's played on a wooden court, and... Um, you pass the ball around, and then there's a shooting area. You have to. You can't shoot from inside the crease, and yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. But I'm saying this all because the men's World Cup for handball is happening as we speak, and the USA won their first ever and second ever games at the men's handball World Cup this year. Uh, they were able to beat Belgium, which happened uh, this past Monday, and then Morocco, which happened January 13th. Wait, they won the championship? No, no. They just won two games in their group stage. So they played six games total, and they went two and four. But that's just a bit. I mean, handball is, first of all, an electric sport. You should all watch it. I watched it during the Olympics. It's a lot of fun. Um, but it's just yeah, it's another sport that's kind of up and coming in the U.S. Well, I say up and coming, but... They're having some success, so good for them. The championship, uh, for all those interested, is uh, January 25th, which is Wednesday, the day this is released at 6 in the morning, Central Time. Uh, well, the handball's not on at 6 a.m. Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah, the championship oh, game. Oh, jeez, yeah. that's rough. Uh-huh. It, you can see uh, Algeria take on Uruguay. I'm not sure who will win. I know nothing about those two teams, but best of luck. I hope it's a good game. Yeah, it's handball. I just, I I saw that today, and I thought that was it was interesting. That, yeah, that is that, interesting. That's, that's making a, an up and coming. Push. Speaking of uh, up and coming interests, Jacob. Yes. It's bracket season. Oh. You're definitely gonna overuse the clapping oh, hands for sure. Yeah. Okay, so just for fun, why don't you guess which bracket I want to talk about? Man, I have no idea. It's too early for basketball and hockey. Mm. I'm going to guess football, but I, I'm not confident in that. Well, why would you do a bracket for football? It's the last stage. There's only four I teams don't know. left. I don't know what sports our championships are coming up in. Well, I actually wanted to take this time to talk about something sports adjacent. Okay. The Bachelor. Bachelor season 27 premiered on Monday night. If you're not familiar with this show, um, the Bachelor this year is Zach Shellcross, um, which if you're a Bachelor fan, he's from season 19. And he will be competing. Well, I guess he's not competing. He will be trying to find the love of his life amongst 30 women who gave up everything to be on this television show. And I'll be able to talk about it for a year after it's recorded. Yes, and the reason we care is because... It's a bracket. So historically, people have made bachelor brackets, and there also are bachelor and bachelorette fantasy leagues. 
So similar to fantasy football. I am familiar with this. Yes. Uh, there's a couple different ways to play. So there's a way that's more like a fantasy league where you pick you pick bachelor well you pick in this case bachelorettes yeah Yeah, you pick contestants and you get points for your team um based on like what the contestants do so fantasy team earns points when they earn positive points when their contestant kisses the bachelor oh my god gets a rose at the rose ceremony gets a rose pre-ceremony is worth more points enters the hot tub dances gives a gift dramatically learns to get over fears steals the bachelor away from another woman the list goes on those are the kind of things that can earn you points if you get caught with a secret boyfriend or girlfriend that is 20 points to your team you get caught like if you have a secret boyfriend or girlfriend off the show and it comes out on the show your team gets 20 points wow and then your negatives if you go on a solo date you get a negative 10 points if you leave the show voluntarily, negative 20. If you get sent home pre-ceremony, it's negative 15. And if you get sent home at a row ceremony, it's negative 10. Yeesh. Now, this is per an article by Chris Planty from 2016. But that's how you can play it fantasy football style. That is hilarious. Isn't it, though? And then if you want to do a more traditional bracket, that is also an option. So... Um, you know, you can list out all 30 contestants and then try and guess who's going to make it to the final one. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. that Now, what makes it more fun, I think, than football necessarily is like football, you have the team, how the team did historically to base your guesses on. Mm -hmm. Like if you know how the Chiefs did this season, you're going to have at least some kind of clue of how they could do next season. But The Bachelor, you're starting with, it's like you're starting with brand new teams. Every single season. You don't know these people. You know nothing about them. So that way of doing it where it's just like a bracket with everyone is called the first impression style. (laughs) And then you can, the one I was describing earlier is the advanced one. You can also play week to week uh, on bracketology. And each week you pick which contestants you think will survive the next two row ceremonies. Or you can play a confidence pool and you assign a point value to each contestant based on your confidence they won't be sent home. So if you're interested in this, bracketology.tv has a bachelor fantasy league. You can also get together a group if you want to just do a traditional bracket of wins and losses. Um, But I just think it's fun to talk about you know, things sports that are sports adjacent. adjacent. Yeah. yeah. And and there's an interesting NFL tie. So the host this year is Jesse Palmer, who really? is a former New York Giants quarterback and also played for the San Francisco 49ers. And this is crazy, but he was the second Canadian to ever play as a starting NFL position. Huh. Yeah, the second Canadian to start as a quarterback in the NFL. Behind his brother Carson? No, behind Mark Ripien. Huh. Ripien? I don't know how. I'm not Canadian. Because his brother's from California. Huh. Are you sure they're brothers? I, th- I think so. I think it's Carson and Jesse. Huh. I don't know. But Jesse was also a season five bachelor, and spoiler alert, it did not work out. 
Who wait, Jesse was? Jesse Palmer, yeah. Really? Yep, season five of The Bachelor. It did not work out for him, though, so, but now he's back as a host for the second season. Um, maybe they're not related. Sorry. Yeah, so, Jacob, for our final play. Oh, yeah? There we go. Got the yakety sex. All right, for our final play, Jacob. Allie. I'm just going to leave this running. <laughs> I was waiting for you to end it. Okay. Uh, if you were on The Bachelor, what would what could someone do to immediately get sent home that would be like a red flag for you? Mm. Wait, I have a better one. What could someone say about sports that would be an immediate red flag to the point where you would send them home immediately and immediately know you were incompatible. Oh my goodness. Uh, I just really like picking teams that are doing well. And, you know, I just kind of, I go between teams. I think that would, I, I, I would immediately interpret that as, as a, a sign of disloyalty. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I think that would be it. Yeah, fair weather fans, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound like the kind of thing that would be a red flag yeah, for you. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I think my uh, immediately sent home red flag would be if they said they were a fan of Tom Brady. Oh, preach, girl. Immediate go home. Yeah, red flag. Yeah, like I already know it's not going to work out for mm-hmm. us based on just that. You know that they're a cheater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Jacob... I think we should spend the rest of the day working on our bracketology brackets. I I don't know how much work we would have to do. But well, obviously we'd choose the advanced one. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> don't get in the in the hot tub. I'm kind of surprised or that ESPN do. doesn't have a bachelor league because isn't the bachelor on ABC, which is they owned did. by Disney? They had one like a couple of years, I think like 2 years. I'm surprised they don't have that again. I agree. It's so much fun. But just remember, don't leave the show voluntarily. It's negative 20. That seems fair to me, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah, well, don't forget, new episodes are released on Wednesday mornings, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on the Twitters at Rookie Rundown or on Facebook at Rookie Rundown Pod to find information about our episodes and also let us know what sports headlines we should talk about next. And don't forget to fill out those bachelor brackets. Yeah, and don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.